Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com. This is St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. It's Friday, April 16th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. St. Louis Mayor Lyda Krusen exits public office Tuesday after nearly a quarter century at City Hall. She says there is reason for optimism despite a difficult year for the city. Square is renovating the old post-dispatch building. We've got a new stadium going up and there continues to be, uh, to this day, incredible amount of construction. St. Louis Public Radio's Rachel Lippman will have a conversation with the outgoing mayor in just a few minutes. The mayor-elect of St. Louis, Tashara Jones, is making key appointments to the city's public safety department and her soon-to-be former post as treasurer. St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum reports. Jones selected former St. Louis Police Chief Dan Isom to be the interim public safety director. She also appointed former St. Louis Police Sergeant and Ethical Society of Police President Heather Taylor to be Isom's special advisor. Isom's selection is temporary, as Jones will need time to conduct a national search for a permanent public safety director. With Director Isom's and Sergeant Taylor's guidance under my administration, we'll be able to put the public back in public safety. Jones also announced she'll appoint Adam Lane to succeed her as treasurer. In addition to being Jones's deputy chief of staff as treasurer, Lane is also a member of the St. Louis Board of Education. Jones will be sworn in as mayor next Tuesday. I'm Jason Rosenbaum, St. Louis Public Radio. A bill in the Missouri House would protect businesses and health care providers from lawsuits related to COVID-19 exposure. The legislation cleared the Senate in February. It would only allow lawsuits to proceed if a plaintiff could show a company acted recklessly or engaged in willful misconduct. William Bates is CEO of Leading Age Missouri. That's a nonprofit which represents long-term care facilities statewide. He says the bill offers much-needed protection for nursing homes, which have faced many hurdles during the pandemic, including a lack of PPE and workers. Staffing is always a challenging issue for long-term care, but it was exacerbated during COVID beyond what we ever saw. So in that scenario, is it fair to hold providers to the same level of care that they would normally be held to? Opponents say the legislation would prevent residents and families from suing facilities in cases of abuse or neglect. More than one dozen U.S. states have already enacted broad liability protections that shield businesses from COVID-19 lawsuits. The Missouri House is rejecting the resignation of a lawmaker accused of abuse. In a bipartisan move, lawmakers voted not to accept Republican Representative Rick Raber's decision to step down. He's from Lee's Summit. A House Ethics Committee is investigating allegations that Raber physically and sexually abused his children. Representative Jerome Barnes is on that committee. It's not right to accept this resignation and to allow this member to escape without us given full recognition to what has taken place here. The Missouri Independent reports the committee's chair reached out to the Jackson County prosecutor with concerns about the current safety of a child who spent time with Raber. A Lee's Summit police spokesman says the department has, quote, no active investigation into Raber. 
Illinois has new regulations for how coal-fired power plants can close ponds containing hazardous waste. St. Louis Public Radio's Eric Schmidt reports the state's Pollution Control Board has adopted rules requiring the Illinois EPA to hold public hearings. Environmental groups welcome the new rules, which make it easier for the public to review and comment on cleanup plans. Andrew Rain is a civil engineer with Prairie Rivers Network, an environmental organization that works on pollution issues in Illinois. He says the public's viewpoint is critical. The public, in their own review and in their own site-specific knowledge, might be able to offer things that aren't going to be seen necessarily by either the plant operator or the Illinois EPA. The new rules also prohibit power companies from using the cost of a closure plan to decide how they'll close an ash pond. They also mandate groundwater monitoring of a site even after it's closed and require an owner to stop ponds from continuing to release toxins. I'm Eric Schmidt, St. Louis Public Radio. St. Louis Mayor Lida Krusen retires Tuesday after nearly a quarter century at City Hall. Her four years as mayor began with protests over police brutality and will end during a pandemic. Despite those challenges, Krusen tells St. Louis Public Radio's Rachel Lippman that she leaves the city in a better place than when she was sworn in four years ago. There are many accomplishments over the last four years, certainly our COVID response. Um, you know, we raised the minimum wage for city workers to $15 an hour. We turned over uh, 100 acres to NGA for that construction, the expansion in Cortex, uh, Square is renovating the old post-dispatch building. We've got a new stadium going up, and there continues to be, uh, to this day, incredible amount of construction. We have almost a half a billion dollars in construction permits issued already this year. Public safety, human services, I mean, so many things which are better today than they were uh, four years ago. During your 2017 campaign, you said frequently that the number one job of the mayor is neighborhood safety. And I'm wondering if that did actually improve, because if you look at the numbers, they are no better or and are worse than they were in 2017. There are some other things which, you know, are very challenging. For example, our gun laws and the easy access to guns, which went in place just about four years ago. But the other thing is, you know, we implemented cure violence. We put uh, body cameras in place. We have implemented the 911 diversion and the cops and clinicians program. All of these are things which really um, needed to be done and are being done and, and hopefully will be continued by the new administration because there's no quick fix to this. How do you think COVID-19 will end up shaping your legacy as mayor? You know, I'll be honest with you. I wasn't thinking about my legacy every single day. I was thinking about how to do the very best for the people of St. Louis. I think, you know, we did a number of things well here in the city of St. Louis. We made pretty quick decisions. We made very balanced decisions. And we communicated well throughout covid one of the areas of criticism about your COVID response was the sometimes lack of unity with St. Louis County. You had always spoken of needing some form of unity with St. Louis County, but after Better Together failed, there was really no action formally or informally to make that happen. And I'm wondering why not? Well, I think one of the things that um, that really is holding our region back is the fragmentation of our government. I have always thought that. Um, but I don't think that's going to change. I, the people of St. Louis City and County 
have spoken pretty loudly on that, that they like things the way they are. Um, so as a region, we're going to deal with um, the results of that. One of the biggest divides in our region is the racial gap. How do you think you handled or dealt with that issue? Well, I think certainly there is a racial reckoning, a long overdue racial reckoning in this country and in the city of St. Louis that is occurring now. Certainly the way you know, uh, we dealt with it specifically is to have a very diverse cabinet. I was often uh, all over the city, both north, south, east, and west. And that has not always been true of all mayors. And so I think it's, it's really uh, a person-to-person approach. Tied into that racial reckoning is one over police brutality and police violence. How would you say that police community relationships have changed during your tenure as mayor? All of us want better police community relations. And that just has to occur over uh, over time and, and through community policing and through programs like Cops and Clinicians and Cure Violence. And, it, you know, it is not just um, the police department itself. It is, it is all of the other things that are, that are important to people having confidence in their police department. What advice do you have for the next mayor of St. Louis? I'm not going to give advice unless it's asked for. I've had the the pleasure of meeting with Mayor-elect Jones, and we will help in absolutely any way that we can for her to be successful because we're rooting for her success because her success is the city's success. You can hear more of that conversation and listen to Cruson's appearance on St. Louis on the Air on our website, stlpr.org. Our Fred Ehrlich edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. Have a great weekend. I'm Wayne Pratt. The Gateway is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. St. Louis Public Radio is a service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.